Hello and welcome to the reaction to Celtic 5 St Mirren 1. I'm joined I'm your host Claire Wilde and I am joined today by two of my favorite panelists. The first one in a very sunny looking room is Eddie Walsh. Hi Eddie. Hello. How are you Claire, doing? It's good to it's it's good to be here. We had a bit of a, a sinus headache today. Oh but, no. Uh, other than that, doing well. Did the, ga- did the game help? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's Graham Mackay. Hi, Graham. I enjoyed the fact that you almost forgot to introduce yourself. Something that you always get on at me for. So. I kn- I knew you were going to pick me up on that as soon as it happened. <laughs> anyway, I'm how good, are thanks. you, Graham? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. Yeah, good. Good. And enjoyed uh, 15 minutes of that game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it was the end, so we can feel a bit more sparky, like now rather than the beginning. But um, what were your thoughts, Graham, just before the game? Just before we actually get into the meat of it, like before before this kicked off. Obviously, we had had the loss to St Mirren and um, it's a cup game so they're always a bit different what were you thinking as we went into it I I mean I think uh, listening to the weekend update getting uh, the St Mirren guys perspective um, you do start to get worried a little bit because you get reminded and um, Christian as he is wont to do uh, reminding you of things that are bad he put up on Twitter about how it was the same midfield three that played in the defeat at, at Love Street so seeing that and obviously not being biggest fan of David Turnbull, I was kind of starting to get a wee bit worried before the game because making a couple of changes and then getting, I don't know, I think I always felt when I was going to Celtic games that the players just never seemed as up for games like this. Mm-hmm. Cup games are not near the kind of uh, business end and I just worried that we're maybe going to have an off night. And I think we would maybe did have a bit of an off night for parts of the game, but Overall, I'd started to get a wee bit worried, but nothing too serious. Right. And Eddie, how about yourself? Um, we, we've mentioned a couple of the um, players that uh, Andrew put in, but just in, in general before the game kicked off. Yeah, I think uh, a little bit similar to Graham. I don't, I don't know if I was as worried as Graham, because I guess, you know, as Christian mentioned, uh, it's kind of what you see is what you get. It wasn't really any type of surprising um uh, approach from them mm-hmm. in particular uh, regarding Calmac pretty much marked him out of the game, the entire game for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing was just wondering what he would do as far as if there was going to be one change, you know, wholesale changes, but you know, true, true to form uh, and just uh, he just uh, changed one. So <laughs> I think that was the biggest thing before the game, but yeah, I, you know, I was, I was fairly confident it was going to be a tough game. It was a tough game. But yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk more more in detail about the lineup. But um, Eddie, what were your general thoughts before we get into the nitty gritty and kind of go through it play by play? But w- what were your thoughts on our performance tonight? You know, I, I I feel I feel like the first twenty five minutes, I think we were kind of dealing with their press fairly well. Um, I mean, definitely going to give uh, credit to Saint Mirren, probably. For the entire game, I think they put up a really good fight, um, especially in the first half. I think, like I said, after like 25 minutes, you knew what they were going to do as far as uh, Kalmak uh, was concerned. Pretty much whenever he got the ball, if he got the ball, he was surrounded by three players. Um, so I think we were doing a pretty good job at playing it down either either wing, in particular the left-hand side. Um and I think there was some really nice stuff coming off in particular, that one Greg Taylor pass over the top. Um, 
But yeah, I think as the game went on, I think we got a little bit more rattled by the press and I think we were sloppy. Um, and the second half, I feel like more of the same, even though it seemed like they kind of dropped back a little bit. But yeah, I think it was pretty much what we all probably could have expected. But I think after the 25 minutes, seeing it kind of slow down was a little disappointing. Um, and I think we never really kind of got back going, I guess, until <laughs> the end of the game. Until the bit where we did. <laughs> and like five minutes or whatever. Um, Graham, what about you? We mentioned the the high press there, and obviously that's not something we're as used to facing. Um, how do you think we did cope with it? And what were your uh, general thoughts over the whole entirety of the match? Yeah, I think that... Um... So, look, St. Man have had a, a good opportunity to kind of perfect this against us because they've had a bit of a, a run of playing us and they are perfecting it. I think that was probably, I think it was probably the best they've played against us. And it's, you can see that it might come across as silly because we beat them 5-1, but there's obviously circumstances. <laughs> uh, but they, they were really disciplined and they had, a, they had a wee bit of quality about them as well. Like... The, Quite often in the first half they were breaking and they were breaking in numbers and they were breaking quickly. Yeah. Um, so I mean there was there was an element of, and I've sp- I've spoken before about how Jack said that uh, Brendan Rodgers was most impressed with Stephen Robinson when it came to the managers up here, and you can see why because he clearly I don't know what it would be like at a better team trying to break other teams down, but he's clearly got that kind of. Uh, He's got that ability to really shut a team down and stop the other team doing what they're best at. And you could, I think you could see that today. I don't think we were at the races in the, the first uh, first opening uh, exchanges, uh, as, as, as Eddie implied. There was a couple of bright moments, like I think one of the earliest was that lovely run from uh, Jota. And uh, it was quite frustrating because the keeper was showing them all over the other side of the goal when Jota decided to go to the side where the keeper was standing. So it was, that was a bit frustrating. But yeah, overall... It was one of those kind of um, matches where you're getting shackled and it just, we knew it was going to have to be a bright spark to get through. Yeah. Um, let's look at the lineup. So the lineup was starting 11, uh, Joe Hart in goals, uh, Johnston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor. Then you've got McGregor, Turnbull, Moy, Jota, Maida and Kyogo. Um, on the bench, you've got our friend Scott Bain, Haxabanovic, Abada. Kobayashi, O, Iwata, O'Reilly, Hatate, and Forrest. We've obviously, Eddie Turnbull being included is the kind of story in that lineup, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, today before the match, I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I really am hoping for kind of a performance from him. Uh, similar to Graham, I just, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's for the side and he's you know, when he's in, you could actually see the effect that he has on the rest of the team and the players around him. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was really the biggest thing for me. And um, anything and it, else stick out for you in that? I mean, otherwise, pretty much what we would expect, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. Um, I mean, I guess we'll come on to the, the injury, but it was, uh, yeah, pretty much expected for the most part. Yeah. Um, Graham, I don't know if you've got anything to add to that because I think it is fairly straightforward. I know you mentioned that Christian had put up on Twitter that it was the same midfield three um, when they beat us last time. Also, I was looking at that lineup and the back four included Ralston, Welsh and Gents, which mm-hmm. so quite quite a different story there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and this, the the penalty we give away did feel very Moritz Jens. I don't know if it was Jens that did that this season. I, get, I remember like someone just having a nick in in front of someone and getting brought down in the box. That penalty definitely seems to have happened to us before. I think it's a Starfield thing, to be honest. I, like when he did it, I was like, ah, yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> and he seems so resigned to it as if he was like, oh, done that again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no. When it came to Turnbull as well, he is one of those players that you want to be good. You want to be working well on our team. The Scottish connection, the fact that you want the Scottish players in there, you want them, especially for for the Champions League, to have to have the numbers. But I think someone was saying last week on one of the group chats, it's 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 actually getting to the stage of the season now where it would be detrimental to take players out and bring players in because of only having one game a week mm-hmm. and like not having the fitness ticking over as much. Obviously, if we were playing Wednesday-Saturday games, you could maybe rotate a wee bit more, which we were doing at the start of the season. So I wasn't really expecting much. I think everyone wants to see Awata, we want to see Ole, we want to see Haksavanovic, but... Uh, from a fitness point of view, it's probably not something that can be retained at this stage of the season. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how we started the game. Um, I felt like it was quite a it was quite a typically quick Celtic start. Jota had a chance really, really early on. Um, there was a moment about five minutes in, Turnbull sort of sent a heavy ball over to Maida and Ange looked, I don't know if you could see it on your stream, but it cut to Ange looking really annoyed and I didn't know if it was specifically about that. Um, but Eddie, what did you think about the way we actually just kicked off the game and started? Um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I didn't think it was great, uh, but I I do think we were kind of dealing with, like I said, the, the first note that I took was Gogic taking up marking Kalmak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, seeing, you know, Kalmak was kind of left to be uh, a like an orchestrator as opposed to actually like being on the ball and, and, and making things happen, uh, which you know, as we know, affects our play and affects how quickly we get out. But I think, um, like I said, I, I thought it was fairly good in the beginning. Um, not super sharp, but I think we were getting things off, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially down the left-hand side. So, yeah, yeah I, I didn't think it was terrible, but I I guess as the game go went on, I knew it was going to be an issue if we didn't kind of figure out a way to play, to get Kalmak into the game and also play through the middle too. So, Yeah. Yeah. S- similar thoughts from you, Graham? Yeah. Um, you-, you could see Gogic. I mean, he was, he was a, a centre-back at Hamilton, so you know that he's going to have that real ability to man-mark Cal McGregor and he did it, he did it really well, actually. Uh, there were times where it looked as if there seemed to be conversations happening between players and at one point McGregor actually receives the ball in what would be the number eight position. So it did look as if the Celtic were trying to do things where they maybe bypassed that midfield area and tried to get forward a bit quicker, mm-hmm. put McGregor a bit further forward so he's not in that kind of trap, that Gogic trap. So I, it, it did look as if there were conversations. At one point I saw... Moy really laying into CCV. He was, he was coming back into the midfield position and, okay. and, um, CCV decided to turn and just play it a sideways pass to Starfield and Moy was basically saying like I'm standing in space and he was also pointing to Alistair Johnson so it does look as if there's maybe behind the scenes talking about what to do when we come up against this because we know that we, we know we're going to come up against it in the 26 
against Rangers. It, that's definitely going to happen again. So it does look as if we're trying trying ways to get past it, uh, to, so that when when it does come up uh, when it does come to these games, we can have a plan B. Yeah, Graham, would you like to think that a game like this is kind of a good practice ground almost of I don't want to kind of minimise the achievement of getting through to the next round of the cup and getting the result and everything, but having the opportunity to face a team like St Marin in this situation with those big games coming out with especially the derby, of course. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're having week uh, a week in the training field. It's not just about rest now, so we can be working on these things. And... Ange would, Ange would have known exactly what, what to expect, and I don't mean because he was listening to Christian, because he, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he would have known what to expect because he had the, the games against him so far. So he would have been maybe saying, like, like, we need to have these ways of getting around this because we know we're going to face against Rangers. And I beat Rangers, the Rangers game being a cup final, anything can happen, and you don't want to leave it to chance by not being able to work on these things beforehand. Yeah, totally. Um, Eddie, there was a wee chance uh, where Maida hit the post at about 10 minutes. Um, uh, that was kind of interesting, wasn't it? It was like there was some debate about whether he was going for goal or whether he was going for Kyogo. <laughs> yeah, it's it was weird. I was trying to look at his eyes when he when he made the pass. I I didn't think he was going for Kyogo. I think he was going for um, Jota at, at the far post, if if anything. Um but yeah, I'll I'll give him a shot because you know it's it's Dizan. and I think he's yeah I think he started well. I think that pass from Taylor was really really nice. I, I wish we kind of did more of that, mm-hmm. but I I think we were I think we were trying a lot more of that in the first half than say the second half because they I would say a lot of our chances or a lot of our you know kind of dribbles on goal were directly from like a through ball or over the top, just, just quick kind of connections. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was, it was really nice. And luckily he had, you know, another bite at the apple soon, but yeah, we need to get down to the patent office and get a, a patent on that pass, that pass from Taylor. <laughs> I mean, we're just so good at it. I mean, I yeah. love it. And, and then, it happens and then, the other side as well. And then no one else is allowed to do it. Exactly, exactly. But <laughs> my, this was actually my favourite part of the, the first half, it, it, despite the goal. It, it, I got to write down uh, cross cum shot and then I realised I'd written the words cum shot on my piece of paper. So that was that was my highlight <laughs> of the first half. Well done, Graham. <laughs> um, yeah, then it's not long after that, um, Graham, that Kyogo kind of comes down and and it's looking like it's going to be an injury where we're going to have to be forced into our first sub. It kind of the TV camera initially sort of panned to O warming up um, and you're thinking, is he going to be brought on? But it's a bad um, thoughts on that wee incident and how worried were you? Yeah. yeah I mean, as soon as we heard, because uh, behind the scenes, Annabelle was supposed to be on tonight and then she got a ticket for the game and left us in the lurch. But as soon as like, <laughs> obviously her curse that she put on the injuries last week, being in the ground as well, and then they get her first <laughs> major injury of the season. Uh, no, I think being, being his, the same shoulder as the Rangers game, uh, that he had to go off injured, I think it was worrying a lot of people. But it was good that we, we later saw him on the, in the dugout and the, the commentary team said it was, he was fine. So that was, that was good. Yeah. But yeah, I was a bit worried. I wasn't expecting to see O, I think because he hadn't had so many minutes to have him on for like basically the whole game like that yeah. would have been maybe a bit too much. So I, when Abada came on, I thought it made sense, especially with Maeda having so, such recent form playing through the middle. Uh, 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 at the World Cup, so I, I thought it was. I thought it made sense. I would like to have seen Haxibanovich, but I thought it made sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it did totally make sense. Eddie, you, you happy with that? And that, well, 
talk about the sub and then the fact that it kind of immediately there was an instant impact from the sub in terms of we we got our first goal and then talk us through yeah. the goal. I mean, let's be honest, my guy Abada changed the whole game. Uh, he kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, clearly, clearly with his quality, lovely through ball to Moy and uh, nice cross for a pretty, pretty good finish from Maeda. I mean, the, the defender was directly on him. So uh, it was, you know, he was good to kind of get in front of him a bit and get his foot on the ball. So it was really nice. Um, I do think, I don't know, I think Kyogo should hit the weight room, to be honest. I feel like whenever he falls, he just, sh- his shoulder is just, that shoulder just always gets injured when he falls. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Abata clearly changed the game. He's a game-changing player. So. <laughs> yeah, anything else to add on the goal, Graham? <laughs> hey, yeah, Abada. Uh, yeah, Abada. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was, a, it was a lovely pass from Abada. Uh, I've written Vartek for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Jeez. I mean, the VAR tonight, I think the VAR checks tonight must have lasted over five minutes in total, would you say? I mean, oh, I think one oh, of them easily. was like... One of yeah. them was really long. Only only hours, though. Yeah. Like, the the penalty that they got, they didn't even check it. The, the guy put his put his hand to his ear and was just like, oh, okay, no problem, penalty. And there was a great point from Michael Stewart in commentary. He's is like, they're only putting their, hand, their finger to the ear to, to show people that they're listening to something. <laughs> it's just so performative. <laughs> but when it, that time later, when they went to the, they went to the screen, I actually thought he'd changed the ta- channel and was just watching an episode of The Sopranos or something because he was yeah. there for fucking ages. Just hanging out, yeah. <laughs> How long does it take? I don't understand, but... I know people are saying that it's been a disaster in the first season in every country, and I've I've got a feeling they're just doing things so slowly because they don't want to make it. They don't want to make a massive mistake where they give something and it's clearly. uh, But it's just it's going to. And this what I actually wanted to talk about. I can't remember remember when it happened, but the. The offside that St. Mun had with the guy, Curtis Main was like 10 yards offside. Everyone knew it was offside and they played on and played yeah. on and played on and then played the whistle. Someone's going to get injured in that situation. Someone's, I mean, CCV had to slide at the front post. What if he uh, made an impact with the post like uh, Julian did or something like that? Someone's going to get injured because of this fucking tomfoolery and it needs to stop. It's ridiculous. Him, him and Starfelt were raging yeah. after they blew that whistle. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you're totally right. I just think it's, I, I think taking that amount of time is just, even if they don't want to make a mistake, I mean, the things that they're taking time on are just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's almost like we need to take a little bit more time this way. They know we officially took a look at it. It's yeah. just like, it's all obvious. Shit. I would rather yeah. have made the decision with a fucking coin to us than take two minutes to look, to look at this at the screen. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, also more use of the word tomfoolery, please. I enjoyed that. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. Um, we, were ta- we were talking about what we'd made notes about um, before we started recording. And I've just realized that bef- <laughs> before I kind of write about how our tempo had dropped at about half an hour, I've just gone, Jota's wee sock got a hole in it and he got really upset, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I didn't realize how bad it was, I guess, because it was on, you know, the further side of the field and they didn't, I don't, I don't remember seeing a replay of it. Um, I mean, he did. Yeah, he he was, went down, and obviously there was a moment where you go, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> yeah, but then like he jumped right back up and ran, you know, kind of ran back. But yeah, as soon as he held his sock up, jeez, was that who? Who was that that did that? Strain. They were having a battle the whole night. Him and Strain, I think. Yeah, he actually had a decent game. Strain uh, and Jota didn't really have a good game, but <laughs> um, yeah, really took a chunk out of his. Chunk out of the sock there. I wonder if he changed it after. <laughs> um, sorry, Graham. 
I was just going to say the the one person that moved faster in the match than uh, Jota was a cameraman when when he when he started looking at the, the banner. Did you see that? It's just, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. But left it just just long enough so you could see it. I was wondering when the banner would come up. I thought I might just let it arise naturally, Graham. <laughs> I was sitting for a few minutes looking. I know it's in, but I, why have I written Bammer? Because I, I've joined the two ends together. It looks like I've written Bammer. So yeah, and I was I just still can't believe that the that he's running the line at a match like that. It, it still blows my mind as someone like more relatively new to Scottish football, Graham. It's just wild to me. Imagine it, like, imagine, God forbid, the, the Tories actually got in power and he was like the first minister running the line. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just, yeah. Yeah, they quit, They quickly moved on from that. Um, I think I just mentioned that, Eddie. I th- I, it seemed to me that after, at about half an hour, the tempo from both sides was dropping a bit. Um do you want to kind of give us your thoughts on that and why you thought that was happening? Honestly, I can't be sure. <laughs> I think uh really noticed it um, from the center backs, obviously, because, uh, obvi- you know, they're kind of the orchestrators when Calmac is marked out of the game for the most part. Um, I think Taylor obviously um, does a good job at moving forward, getting the ball forward, running forward AJ I'm still still up in the air I don't I, I don't I don't know trying to trying to give him the benefit of the doubt I don't think he was horrible I just think his tendency to just always pass backwards is is tough um so it's it's very honestly it's very Greg Taylor season one or two you know yeah. uh, where you felt like he was getting a nosebleed past past the halfway line um but yeah, I just, it was kind of curious because the passes are always there, you know, mm. like even if it's just to the side or to the fullback. So you don't really understand why they're slowing it down if they're trying to kind of, you know, visualize something or have something happen in front of them, which really wasn't happening. I think the fullbacks were both kind of further up the field. So all you got to do is just hit them with a pass and, you know, it's their job from there. Mm. You know, that like, to be honest, I'd... I don't think we necessarily need, I mean, it's nice to have Starfelder CCV make these passes forward and cutting in between, which I think CCV made a really nice one uh, this evening. But I think ultimately, if you just quickly play it to the fullbacks, you know, just mm. it could go from there. It doesn't need to take that long, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, I think that was a little frustrating for me, obviously. Yeah, that is really frustrating to watch. Um, what were your thoughts on Alistair Johnson tonight, Graham, overall as as a performance? I think he he seems to me like a kind of no-frills option at the moment. And uh, I don't mean that as a criticism. He's like a he's like a Volkswagen. You know what I mean? It's just a, like steady idea. It'll get you there. But I think... <laughs> is, that derogatory, is that derogatory stuff? Eddie, Eddie's wondering if he's just been insulted. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Is it, I'm trying to think of a, a pun with Walsh, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, is I think he he is one that can be trained, though, and I think we're we're going to have to judge him over a year as opposed to seeing what he is just now. Where he gets to, for me, he is at the start of the cycle that David Turnbull was at when Ange came in. And if he's still at the David Turnbull level in like eighteen months, then we need to move on from him. But I'm just hoping that he'll he'll go up. And um, I like him. He, he seems like a, a a decent decent player. 
has the attributes there. He just needs to be a bit braver on the ball. He needs to, he needs to attempt those passes instead of playing the, the, the safe option. And on you go ahead, actually, because I was going to move on. So. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say about, about him. I think obviously we, we've all kind of said that his defense, you know, the defensive side of his game was kind of a strong point where I feel as, as the game went on, I think he got kind of dusted a couple of times. I think he commit, he, he runs up and commits uh very easily and they bypass that a, a couple times for some decent chances so uh near the end of the game so i think even that part of the game i think was a little iffy but yeah i mean i obviously still have hope i think you're right as far as you know giving him that time over a full year just like we did with rio you know daizan kyo like all those players obviously especially you know, and those players actually played in a similar style. So AJ might take a little bit longer, but yeah, still, still some hope there. I don't, I don't know how well you, you, you know them, MLS Eddie, but I'm assuming that just from the name, he came from a pretty defensive team. They weren't one of the best teams in the, the country. I really don't know that much about MLS, but I know, uh, I feel like I think he came from Montreal, mm-hmm. if I'm correct, which I don't think. They do much at all, no. to be honest. Uh, I don't really recognize seeing them in any type of uh, playoff situation, yeah. yeah, or anything like that. So, so I mean, he's probably just not used to being on the ball so much, and maybe not used to, to trying to create so many attacking options and things like that. He's probably much more of a defensive fullback. So, I think we need to we need to have that in mind as well when we, when we talk about him. But I did just want to touch on David Turnbull. Uh, I've actually written here. I've given up on David Turnbull. That's me. That's me done with him. Um, Bold. He, sh- he should be. He should be much further on than he is. After I mean, he was one of the the day one training with Ange, getting into the system, and he just doesn't look as if he's involved in it at all. He's he's slow. He turns like a fucking container ship, as I said in the, the group chat. He there was one point where we were we were breaking, and instead of trying to pass forward, they turned around and passed it back, and it ended up back at Joe Hart, and that was us counter attacking, and it ended up back at Joe Hart. He's just not got it in him to play this style of football. And I would much rather see his minutes given to Matt O'Reilly or Iwata, even someone like Ben Summers. It just, we've tried and I, I don't want the contract renewed. The, the only reason I would want it renewed is to keep his value, but it can't be, it can't be re-signing players just to, to ensure a transfer fee. So I would like to see him moved on because I think he's taking minutes away from players that could be developed into the, the type of player Ange wants. Eddie's nodding yeah. in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I feel like sometimes he looks flustered. And I think tonight he looked kind of overwhelmed at times when players would kind of close in on him. He just kind of, it looked like he just, was just like, ah, I'm going to chuck the ball backwards or, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, which again, like Graham said, I think he should just be further along. And I think it's very simply, he's a good player, has talent, just not for this team. That's all. A couple of other things to talk about before we get to half time. Um, there was a big long VAR check when I think um, Eddie Johnson's hand hits O'Hara. Um. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Johnson. I, I just love how no one wants to give him his f- actual first name. I, we've had I, Anthony Johnson and Eddie ca- Johnson. Did I just call him Eddie Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought she. I, 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 thought I was she'd just talking to just Eddie. Eddie, comma Johnson. Thank you, Eddie. Um, That's what exactly what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I. I mean, I mean, he smacked him right in the face. To be honest, I don't. I don't know if he meant it or not, but he definitely, he definitely mugged him off right there. Uh, like yeah. full hand elbow situation. 
spun right into his face. So love to see. And that's and that's uh, that's Graham's school friend, correct? That was is that who? Yeah, well, well, I would like to say he was my school friend, but but, but a few years between us. But I, he went to St. Luke's in Barhead, so yeah. <laughs> I've just of this a, parish, you could say. <laughs> I've just had a text from my mom saying how much she liked the banner. <laughs> so <Nice. that's> good. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to talk to us about the handball incident before the um, end of the first half, Graham? Which handball incident? Um, there was so. Have, I'm just trying to now. I'm trying to make sense of my notes. So we had another big VAR check for a penalty. There was a handball at the end of the half that was not checked. Um, we were talking about. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting my knickers in a twist now. Um, <laughs> I can't remember another one. Yeah, I, I forget who it was, but it was like at the very end of the half. Oh, yeah. there, there was a shot that um, yeah. was it. Jota took and it went over the bar. I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, there was there was nothing in that. That would have been ridiculous if they'd given that. Yeah. But um, I, there was a the var, I don't think it was a var check. It was offside that uh, would have been like. I, I spoke about VAR being an enemy of football before, and this would have been absolutely beautiful, a beautiful goal. It was the, the volleyed cross from Moy, and uh, Jota tried to do the flick at the front oh, post, yeah. Yeah. and it would have been rolled out for offside, and that would have just been an absolute travesty, because it was a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful move. Um, one of my last notes of the um, first half is just about another Carter Vickers clearance, I think, Eddie, because they were obviously coming up and pressing us, and there were some hairy moments where it looked like they might be getting chances. I think Carter Vickers was made man of the match in the stadium mm-hmm. um and he he did really well at just p- properly being like a solid the solid defensive player that we have come to expect didn't he yeah i mean i i thought he was just i mean it, it's almost like you don't even notice him really half the time because i just think defensively it's i don't i don't fear anything um coming directly at him so i think he definitely looked frustrated at times, I guess, with the stuff that he kind of had to clear up. Um, I think the ball that he headed away was looked like it was probably going to go in. Uh, so that was definitely a goal saved. It was a couple of a sliding tackle, I believe, uh, blocking a pass. But I, I just, I mean, I think he's incredible. <laughs> I think, um, you know, he's he's not necessarily as quiet, I guess, as he puts off um, – you know, in interviews and stuff like that. And I like to see him kind of talking out there to certain players. And, um, but yeah, geez, he, I think he fully deserved man of the match. I would, yeah, I'm not going to spoil that, but I think he, uh, I think he definitely deserved it. And I think every game that we see him in is just, again, I, it's, it, it almost goes unnoticed because you just don't, mm-hmm. he just does what he does. And yeah. 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 Um, so half time, one nil up, Graham. It's a, it's a slender lead. How are you feeling? I mean, I'm not really so worried. I was just not being very entertained by it. It was, it did feel very kind of Neil Lennon, turgid style of football. And I think a lot of that was to do with it, man. It was just that they were, they were really up, all up in a grill, you could say, as a, as a youth would say. <laughs> <laughs> the youth in the 80s perhaps like 10, uh, ten years ago <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they were really kind of uh, making making it making a game of it you could say and uh, we were we were looking a wee bit sluggish but I was hopeful for the for the second half I was I was for the first time in recent games I was looking for the 60th minute to get the triple sub on because uh, usually I'm, I'm kind of not wanting it to happen but uh, today I was I was wanting the triple sub made so that's that's how I was feeling at half time 
Yeah, Eddie, there's there's really no chance that we come to expect any substitutions at halftime at this point with Angeza. Yeah, but it's really, you could probably count on one hand how many times he's done it. Um, I think he likes to, you know, just, I don't know, extra make sure that, that you know, things can't be just worked out. Um, extra make sure, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's, you know, he's he probably had a little chat with David with David during halftime, like, okay, David, you know, maybe go out there and do a little better. Um, and <laughs> that politely. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think definitely exactly like Graham. I think when the, uh, actually, I think in like 55 minutes, I was like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's just, let's change this up and score like 10 goals. Um, which I guess took another half an hour. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. Graham, I was exactly the same as you at the beginning of the first half, just thinking, I, I, I was sort of realising that it was about 55 minutes and I was just like, come on, let's do the subs now. Let's do the subs mm-hmm. now. I was really desperate for it, something to shake things up. I, I, I was saying before we started recording that I don't have a single note until the subs in the second half because it's just, there was nothing happening. I, I don't know if either of you have got uh, something that I've maybe forgotten, but it just felt to me as if nothing was happening for those uh, 15 minutes. No. I have, I have, I have two notes. I have, uh, that one ball forward from AJ to Dazan, mm. uh, the through ball. I thought that was very nice. Yeah, I've got that. And as then, well. <laughs> yeah. And then also I thought that throw out. Uh, that Art made directly to AJ, literally in acres of space, and AJ just traps it and then passes it back. I was I was kind of raging. I liked, yeah. <laughs> yeah but... Um, so we do get the triple sub. Um, we get O comes on, O'Reilly comes on, and Hatate comes on, and Moy, Jota, and Turnbull come off. Um, Graham, thoughts, mm. feelings, emotions. You know, like my. My dream, my dream team is the Matarela Hitati, Cal McGregor trio in the midfield. I love it so much. It's just it's it's beautiful to watch. So I was absolutely delighted for, eh, with that. Eh, I would I would I would maybe have kept Jota on, but he doesn't seem to be finishing many games at the moment. So I don't know if there's a, a kind of fitness thing with him. Uh, but yeah, it was good to see. Uh, I just like the idea of Oh O'Reilly coming on as if you've as if you've stuttered. So <laughs> um, and obviously Tatels getting Tatels on. That's exactly what you want to see. So, but it, yeah, it was it was a strange one because for two of the players, you feel as if they're coming on with something to prove because it, it feels now as if Matt, Matt O'Reilly is getting back into like the kind of form of a newcomer and that he needs to restart his Celtic career. It seems under Ange, I don't know. He's just not getting the, the minutes that he once was. So he mm. he came on and looked really, really hungry and felt as if he had an impact from like the moment he came on. Yeah. Any, any extra things to add about the substitutions? I think, you know, obviously Turnbull coming off to be expected at this point of the game, <laughs> Eddie. Yeah, I think Turnbull and Jota didn't didn't have the best of games. I think uh, Turnbull in particular, obviously, um, Moy was fine. I, I don't I don't think it was you know one of his better games, but I don't think it was a terrible game by any means. Uh, but yeah, I think the chance to see, um, you know, Hatate, McGregor, and uh, O'Reilly is you know always always welcome, especially at this time in the game. And I think, like Graham said. Um, O'Reilly being kind of 
you know, a player that comes on these days as opposed to starting games. I think uh, I was really hoping for him to have an impact to kind of get his confidence back up. And I think that's exactly what happened. So um, really, really great to see. And then obviously, oh, I just, you know, there's so many fun chants with him, you know, so many fun songs that come on. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, it's it's great to see him score later in the game. But Yeah. Eddie, did you think that it made an immediate sort of difference to the energy of the game or the way that we were playing, you know, I've sort of written down, you know, did, did we feel like the second goal was going to come and how quickly did we feel that once the subs had been made? I think it definitely made an impact on the quickness. I think it also made an impact kind of uh, playing through the middle as well. I think we're playing through the middle uh, a little bit more. Although I do think the right-hand side kind of became uh the focal point with um i think aj did a lot better at getting forward um tate showing up on that side at times um abada being the greatest player ever uh, to put on a shirt um you know stuff like that so i i definitely think that there was an effect and i think o'reilly was kind of he looks like he was on his you know the balls of his feet just kind of ready to move anywhere and i think you definitely noticed as opposed to, you know, who came off. So that I think they definitely had an impact with, you know, the pressure that we were putting on after a while. And I think that grew and grew as the game went on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Graham, after uh, how, how level long it is, I think it's about um, sort of in, in the early seventies minutes, uh, we get the penalty call for a penalty. And then we get, of course, a big long VAR check for it. Do you want to talk mm. us through the incident and then what transpired? Which was yeah. good in the end. <laughs> so I think it was a, it was a nice cross from Matt O'Reilly to the to the back post, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, Abada gets to it and tries to get a shot off, and uh, it, it goes it goes by the goalkeeper, but gets blocked by some mm-hmm. uh, players about maybe a yard, two yards from goal. Um, we see replays, and instantly it's a clear and obvious handball. I mean, I think you could call it within five seconds if you had. A video assistant referee or something, you know. Uh, but <laughs> in this case, it took a couple of minutes. I think a minute forty-five before he even checked the screen. Uh, someone was in, so uh, like uh, I, I don't have I times. Don't... I've just written this is taking ages again. <laughs> but what, uh, what you know? What the conversation is? Is it just him saying to the guy, "Can you tell me if it's a penalty?" And the guy saying, "I'm not sure." And that going back and forward for about minute forty-five, and then the guy saying, "You should come and check it." Why that's, don't you just go and yep. check it? In the fucking first place. Yep. That's that's ex- that's exactly what I think about it. I, th- I think the worst thing, even if they just changed that, I would still hate VAR, but it would still be a little bit more efficient than it is now. Yeah, um, but yeah. And and like the thing that again, it's all performative when when he does the square with his fingers before he runs to the side. We know where you're fucking going. You know what I mean? We don't expect you to go and, go, go and do a jobby in the middle of the game. We know you're going to go and look at the fucking TV it's screen. Like, it's like he's playing charades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks <It's>, like. <laughs> one word, two syllables, that kind of thing. But no, it's, uh, it's, it was definitely a penalty. The red card is the most ridiculous red card I've seen in a long time. I don't, I don't understand why that was a red card. And if that's a new rule, if that is a rule, it needs to be gone because it's a fucking stupid rule. The fact that St. Mun went down to 10 men and got a penalty because it accidentally hit someone's hand is just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I agree with the red card. I think, I mean, the penalty is clear as day. There's not much more to say about that, but the red card was, sheesh. I mean, where, where, where do you expect? 
to put his hand in that situation when he's sliding, you know, I mean, how do you, does, do people slide with their hands at their side? I don't, it's just, it was bizarre. And the but, question is, so if that Burnaby one, if that, if that header had been going towards goal, would Burnaby have been sent off? Like, is, I, that, is that the rule? Well, no, no, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what a rule is. It just matters, <laughs> uh, you know, the subjective nature of whatever referee is calling the game, which funny enough, was that way without VAR. So, so it really doesn't fucking make a difference. But, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Well, the penalties awarded. Um, Hatate takes uh, steps up to take it, Graham. Um, we've obviously seen Moy take penalties the last few times, um, but you're you're happy to see Rio be the one to take it, are you? Yeah, it's just like Celtic, where when we get to kind of proven penalty takers, we sell both of them in the same window, and Jack Marcus <laughs> and Juranovic, so... Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect from Hitati, but it was like, it was precision. I mean, you couldn't get much further on that bottom corner. The keeper went the right way, dived quickly, but still couldn't get to it. So no, it was, it was, it was a great penalty strike. And hopefully he, he can be a reliable one going forward because uh, we've been really bad at keeping reliable penalty takers in the, the squad for as long as I can rem- remember. Yeah. And then Graham, your friend Haxabanovic comes on as a sub when Maida oh, goes boy. off. Yeah. yeah. I bet you were happy to see that. Oh, I mean the fade, the fade game today was just on point. So, uh, but it had a it had a few rusty moments when he came on, uh, a few misplaced passes. But he, he really built into the game, I think, and he, he started to kind of get involved. So, uh, good to see him. I would like to see him get more minutes. He's not a lone player; he's our player. So, I would like to see him develop and, and get the t- get the chance to. Yeah, Eddie. Anything else on the penalty and the sub before we move on to the next goal? I think as far as the sub goes, I think obviously uh, going back to you know, the one game a week situation. Um, obviously, you don't want to necessarily change it up too much, with, especially in the league and as far as, you know, cup finals and stuff like that. But it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, with Jota's form, uh, you know, where does that kind of figure in? You know, he's not necessarily finishing games. Again, he's, he's not necessarily terrible. I just think maybe he's not having the effect you know, oh. similar to O'Reilly, I think it's it, it wasn't that they were terrible. I just think it was they weren't themselves or they weren't having the effect that they usually have on games. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, uh, give give a game to Haxabanovich. But, you know, again, I think just circumstances will not, you know, allow that to happen. So, mm. yeah, we get the third goal, though. Um, Graham, would you like to talk us through the third goal? The third goal is what one's the third goal? The third again? goal is um, O's debut goal for Celtic. Oh yes, there we go. That was that was fantastic. Obviously, with the red card, we're starting to get a bit more space. Callum McGregor has has the ball with like five yards with no one around him, which was the first thing I've seen in a long time. And usual Callum McGregor type shot gets it off, drills it with a lot of pace. And you can see if you watch it back on replay, as soon as uh, McGregor steps up to to strike, O's on the move. O sees it happening, turns. Kind of wheels round his defender and is there for such a stri- striker like kind of tapping after the goal's been uh, the shot's been saved. So exactly the kind of uh, goal you want to see your striker score early in their career because it just gets them. For me, it get, gives them the belief that what they're doing as a striker is effective. So he looked he looked happy, he looked cocky with his celebration as well, going up and standing at the flag. You like to see that he's young and he's, yeah, and uh, I just feel there was times when it, w- w- during the game where he felt to me as if. People, people always spoke about Giacomacchus and being like this hold-up striker and stuff like that. And I never saw that with Giacomacchus. I felt as if the ball bounced off him quite a lot. But there was a time where O had the ball 
back to the defenders and he was just he was keeping it secure and no one was getting around him because he's got an expanse of a body and they couldn't get near it. And that was was the type of striker play you want. So you want to see an alternative to what you already have and oh definitely looks like that. Yeah, would you agree with that, Eddie? I mean, as well as it was a great goal from him, like Graham said, to make that run and to have that awareness. And it's just nice to see a player like that score their first goal reasonably quickly to kind of get off the mark. That pressure is then lifted. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could obviously tell how incredibly excited he was, um, you know, after he scored in the celebration, but also to have kind of, you know, packed house, uh, cup game, you know, disco lights going. I, I think, you know, that also kind of adds an extra, um, extra percentage of, uh, you know, hype to it all. Um, but yeah, I agree with Graham. I think he, he looks solid coming on. I think exactly what we kind of look for, um, you know, that being the opposite of Kyogo, like you said, I think I'm looking to see much more of him. I uh, wonder how, you know, that's going to fit in, especially after this first goal. So yeah, lots lots of positives to take from his uh, his cameo. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of this part of the game as well. And well, first of all, Graham St. Mirren get a penalty, which mm-hmm. like we've we've kind of already discussed it. in as much as we've said that it happened, and it was a, it was Starfelt, and he kind of threw his hands up, but then very quickly went, yeah, "Oh yeah, sorry." <laughs> I think I have remembered it was Ross County away, and I think it was a game that ended up getting sent off that he, that he gave away this exact penalty. I'm sure in the exact same area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, even on the, the right hand side when you're watching it on TV, so it was just a yep. complete mirror. Yeah, uh, yeah he's he, he'll be one that's probably a little worried because if we are ever going to try and um, bring uh, Kobayashi into the first team. It's probably his position that's the one that's going to be pinpointed. Um, the way that CCV, CCV defends, I, obviously he's got his problems with coming out with the ball, but it's not as if Carl Starfield is a big of big leap up on the way that CCV can come up with, out with the ball. So I think he, he needs to he needs to watch himself. And I don't think it's not as if I'm blaming him massively for this penalty. It was the guy nipped in in front of him. It was a hard thing to do. So, oh. but I, uh, it was, it was a definite penalty. He seemed resigned as soon as it happened. And that, the, the most interesting thing to me was wondering what Joe Hart and the ref were talking about because they were having a great wee conversation. That O'Hara was standing about two yards away, just not involved in it whatsoever. But uh, the two of them seemed to be. They were having a conversation. And then was there like, did they say there was like a VAR check for offside as he was? Stand, standing up to take the penalty yeah. I, I think maybe Joe Hart told him it's it well that's what I was wondering I was wondering is that what you can do now you can just be like mate can we just check it for offside just to be just to be yeah. sure yeah. and then he just puts his fingers through his ear he's like no sorry yeah penalty <laughs> no. yeah. so at this point it's 3-1 and we're getting towards the closing stages of the game very much so um, but it really did feel like obviously this is the part that we actually enjoyed watching Eddie um, and it really felt like there was the sort of a new with the subs and with the goals and with the margin having increased like a freedom and we were just really going for it for the last 10-15 minutes weren't we yeah, I, th- I think everybody was like, holy cow, the ball and <laughs> space yeah. and goals. Um, I was really, really glad to see O'Reilly score. I think he needed that quite a bit. And I think he has that like, it, it, almost like 
relief type celebration that he does just like the half jump and the fist pump. And he's just turns around. He's got a big smile on his face. And I noticed when he came towards Greg Taylor, he kind of made this face like finally, you know, like <laughs> oh, oh, weight off my shoulders. Yeah. So it was a really nice goal. And yeah, I think talk, talk uh, us through the goal quickly. Just. Yeah. Which I don't know how it got to him in the, at the top of the box, but um, just a really nice curled effort. I think it took a possible nick off the defender. Um but either way, I think it was a really nice shot and kind of the goals that you're used to O'Reilly scoring from that area and also, you know, uh, that type of goal as well. So, yeah. yeah, again, just just really great to see him score. Yeah. And Graham, I'm pretty sure it was a nice ball in for that goal from our boy Haxabanovic. It was. It was. Delightful pass. Delightful. Uh, something about it I would never be able to do. Uh, <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> but yeah, the, the finish was great. The way it was, I think they mentioned in commentary, the way it was curling, it was just going to curl away from that goalkeeper all day uh, into the side net. And, and I think the the thing we spoke about on the review when it comes to Matt O'Reilly, he's still been doing the good things this season. He is, uh, we spoke about him having double the expected assists of uh, Aaron Moy this season. He, he's, he's getting interceptions. He's doing, he's playing well. He's just missing a lot of chances. He's actually, he's quite good, but he's just not actually caught up with it. Mm. And Christian, if he was there, he, if he was here, he would say that finishing is random and eventually it will start to, to match up again. Hopefully this is at the start of that because I don't think Matt O'Reilly ever went away. I just think there was a perception because he was missing chances that he wasn't playing very well. I think he's still been good this season. He's just not had the finish, not had the kind of big moments that we're maybe looking for. And Aaron Moy has come in and had those big moments. Exactly. I think his expected O'Reilly is always high, <laughs> you know? So we're always we're always looking at the expected O'Reilly and going, mm. you know, this is this is what we expect from O'Reilly. <laughs> but until he becomes that O'Reilly and the expected or he plays up to his expected O'Reilly, it's only expected O'Reilly. There we go. You heard it hit, you know, move over Christian. <laughs> the, the, the handsomeness is well, new, the expected handsomeness. There's a new stat guy team. in town. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um Graham, we uh, then get another goal before the end of the game. It's at like ninety four minutes. Hatate scores. Do you wanna do you wanna give us what happened there? This is the one I didn't write down because I think I was just like typing wow into my um, group <laughs> chats uh, for the whole time. Wow, wow yeah, was good. Wow was, you know. <laughs> it was it was a wow because it was just a, a fantastic driven finish from the edge of the box, quite high. And again, it was I think it went into a similar bit of the goal that um, Matt Riley's uh, shot went into. It was just uh, the ball kind of fell to him at the edge of the box and he just rattled it. And was he, that? Graham, just a, just a quick quick question about who's who's the assist given to on that goal i was just coming to that <laughs> i was just i was just wondering I was just wondering who it came from probably the, the second best celtic israeli ever after remy gershon billy <laughs> 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 uh, yeah yeah so but uh, actually i actually wrote in the group chat great fun a great assist from leo Abana because i mean yeah two, two so assists no well we had an assist and they had like a a, a one step Assist one step before the assist in the, the, the first goal. So, decent, yeah, game. I mean, apart from that, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Hatasi just made that finish look like when you when you watched it back on the replay, especially right from the front. If you're looking behind the goal, like he just made it look so easy, didn't he? It was it happened so quickly, and it, it was just like, yeah. yeah, I just do this. What 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 of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that showed in kind of his celebrations too. Like he doesn't stop 
running. Like he'll just run through his goal. Like he'll score and then he'll just keep like just kind of jogging. Yeah. It's just it's lovely to see. And mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, I think he's our best player. <laughs> it's I mean, it's it's really incredible how much effect he has on the way we play, but then also the quality. And it just doesn't matter when he comes on. It doesn't matter what chance he gets. It doesn't matter what what time he comes on, what game he comes on. It's just, you know, he just makes things happen. And we are all lucky to kind of get to watch him week after week. So, yeah, the way he ran to celebration. Do you know the the Lemmy sketch where the he's in the park, Kevin Grove, and he sees joggers running towards him, and he thinks they're running <laughs> away from something, so he just starts running with them. <laughs> it reminded me of that for some reason, but yeah, absolutely, Eddie's Eddie's correct. From a purely kind of um, like uh, financial kind of cold uh, point of view. He is our biggest asset, and he is someone who could leave us and break transfer fees for Celtic. And like, if he goes down to the Prem, he could be getting, as far as I'm concerned, upwards of 30 million because he's, he's at the right age and he is a type of midfielder that is a rare gem. And I don't want to ever see him not start again for Celtic. You heard it yeah. here, folks. Um, final thoughts. It finishes 5 1. Graham, anything to add before we kind of move on to. The, the closing stages of this podcast about the game. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think overall it was one of those games that you just have to get through. Uh, we did it eventually. We did it in style, but yeah, just what we spoke about in the first part of the podcast that that midfield three just don't work well together. And uh, I think w- either Moy or Turnbull needs to have someone like Atati in beside them mm-hmm. to to make it function. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just it just wasn't working that well. Anything else to add, Eddie? Um, pretty much everything that Graham said there, especially uh, the midfield. I just think, you know, also what he said, I, I don't ever want to see Rio <laughs> not start a game. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of those games that you knew it was going to be tough. It was tough and quality shown through. Yeah. Pretty much. Great. Let's move on to who each of your player of the match would be. Eddie, I'll come to you first. Who would you pick? Obviously, we said that CCV, I think, got it in the stadium. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to go with the cameraman uh, that puts, uh, you know, the camera on the sign. You know, made, sure everyone, <laughs> made sure everyone see it, like, you know, actually saw the whole thing. And they were just like, ah, right, we're just going to go <laughs> just so I don't get fired. Just look back down. Uh, no, I, I thought CCV was kind of massive, especially with some of the saves that he made to kind of, I mean, I think he saved a couple of goals, to be honest. Um, so I will give it to him. But I think you know, lots of positive performances from people that you want to see, I guess, have a performance mainly in the goal, (laughs) the goal department. So yeah, tough game to kind of make this call, but definitely go with CCV. Graham. Yeah. uh, I mean, CCV obviously played well, but I just feel like I don't want to give it to a center back in a 5-1 win. So (laughs) I'm going to go with. Yeah. Little no, I'm going to go with essentially for me game changer, and it would be Rio Hatate. Like him and Matt O'Reilly coming on, I just felt as if they. I mean, obviously, a lot of this has to be caveated by the fact that about ten minutes later, someone went down, down to ten men. Yeah, but the two of them just added so much to to the game when they came on, and for me, Rio Hatate, especially for that finish, was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of a two point takeaway: if you've got two, that's great. If you've just got one, Eddie, let me know what you what your, what your kind of concise takeaways from this game would be 
I think it's it's a personal takeaway for me. And mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, sometimes it's easy to get frustrated by these games and, and you know, because we're just all emotionally invested in it. So <laughs> the first thing you want to say is just like, well, like, you know, why aren't we, why don't we win 5-1 in the first half, you know? But um, I think this just, you know, this just goes to show kind of the quality that we have. Um, and then also, yeah, Rio Hitate, what an absolute boy. I love him and <laughs> I just want to be near him. Uh, forever, yeah, ever, yeah. Graham, yourself. One thing for Rio Tati, could they not have got a green gum shield? I mean, come on, it's just it's yeah. just so jarring. Seeing it's like it. the it's like an A minus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like he went to the Rangers superstore to buy a gum shield or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but rumors, rumors, Graham. That's how they get started. <laughs> it, the well, main takeaway is uh, obviously with Jackie Marcus going and then doing the inevitable when someone leaves the league, like which you saw with Ryan Porteous, starts to talk down about it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad for him that he's going to a league where he's going to have more space to miscontrol a football. <laughs> Good, <laughs> like a, like a horse out to pasture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lovely stuff. Um, anything else from either of you? Or I think we've, we've done that game justice. It was, a, it was a weird one to watch, wasn't it, Eddie? Yeah, definitely. But you know, again, I think we, you know, we were kind of clinical when it counted, and. Uh, you know, thank goodness we got that goal kind of early on. Um, but yeah, quality uh, quality shows. Yeah, great. Um, this has been an absolute delight to speak to both of you. Eddie Walsh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Claire. Good it's been, to see it's you. It's been a while. Yeah, that has been a while. Um, it hasn't been such a while for you, Graham, but it is as always lovely to see you and to record with you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Claire, and I will see you on Monday night for the review. I will see you on Monday night. He's been Eddie Walsh and he's been Graham Mackay. I've been Claire Wilde and this has been the reaction to Celtic 5, St Mirren 1.